Hello and welcome to the University of Real Life with Dr. Tammy. Class is now in session. So as always, I always intend to bring you the best of the best when it comes to my guests and this time is no different. I actually have with me today Mr. Mayawa Sanusi. He is an up-and-coming public health professional who has um, kind of been on the front lines with uh, collecting data in the Boston, Massachusetts area. But I also thought that it was very important to have these conversations about where we are right now, the current state of affairs, um, with, uh, you know, with what we have going with civil unrest. And please note, we are still in a pandemic, as in the Rona is still out in the streets. And folks are also protesting, rioting, looting. So social distancing is not even something that's being thought of right now because of all the civil unrest that we have going on. But I did want to make sure that we are having conversations where we're bringing everything together and discussing what's really going on in the world. And I thought, what way to best do this than to actually have a voice that can actually speak to all the different facets of what's going on. So I have uh, Mayawa Sanusi, and he's going to take a moment to introduce himself. Well, due to some technical difficulties, I'm going to go ahead and get uh, started on the introduction of Mr. Mayawa Sanusi. So he is a recent uh, MPH grad. He got his master's in public health from Boston University actually about a year ago, and he's been doing various work. And he's going to tell us pretty much what he's been getting into recently and I guess uh, currently. Well, that's you in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get right into it. All right. First off, I know that, especially with you being a research um, associate, that you have that that you have definitely seen what numbers look like. I know that I've read. So just a heads up, folks. My wife is constantly writing um, about his experiences with his work. Um, you can, uh, if you, I'm sure he'll, sh- uh, he'll, he'll, he'll share his social media handles, but he definitely writes a lot of, um, of articles on LinkedIn. And that's actually what made me tap him to talk because the, there's been a huge discussion about the numbers, right? The data that's being collected, um, for the minority population and how, you know, it's not looking great because of the fact that we're unable to collect the actual data that we need to make informed decisions about how we need to move forward. So, I mean, of course, you know, having a public health, uh, being a public health professional myself, understanding the need to make informed decisions based on the data that you get. And the fact that we 
as African-Americans are the most disproportionately affected by this pandemic, but then we also don't have access to resources to be able to present ourselves to be counted. You know, what do you, what does that look like for you in, um, in, 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 in the Boston area? Yeah, so um, just like you mentioned, what got me to initially start sharing my writing, um, because I've been doing it for a while, is, um, you know, when COVID started, um, one of the things that wasn't happening was the collection of this face of Missy Davis. So, um, you know, it's obviously really needed to be able to allocate resources and to make informed decisions. So, um, you know, I noticed that Boston, uh, Massachusetts as a whole wasn't collecting this type of information. So um, that's the first thing that I publicly shared, just, you know, why that information uh, is, is really valuable and needed. So um, for weeks, we had um, policymakers talking about, you need to collect the data, you need to collect this data. Um, you know, we know that uh, certain populations, uh, populations of color, mainly, mainly black communities, uh, are disproportionately affected by things like this from past events like Hurricane Katrina and H1N1. So, um, you know, past crises. So, um, you know, in the Boston area, it took a while, but now we're starting to collect it. Um, for a while, we had a lot of the data missing, but, um, you know, we're starting to get more of that data in. Um, testing centers are um, starting to get better um, in terms of just um, location and, and um, making sure that it's located in communities of color as well. So um, we've done better, but it took a lot of uh, a lot of time to get uh, to where we're at right now. I can only imagine. I mean, the the data collection is never an easy feat for anybody who does it. All power to you. Power to all my epi folks, <laughs> you know, you know who are having to collect this data and actually, um, you know, make some type of sense out of it. It's never an easy thing to do. So when, you know, when it's made difficult for you to even get it, you know, I can, I can only imagine the headache, <laughs> the headache to be able to, you know, move forward with, with doing, um, you know, with doing certain work. But I'm glad, I'm glad data has picked up. I'm glad that, you know, you guys have figured stuff out. I mean, everybody still has a long way to go with collecting information to inform the masses. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad yep. that things did shift for you all. So another question I want to ask you is, um, you know, as a, I guess, I don't want to use millennial, but I guess I can call you that because you're a whole lot younger than me. I'm not going to sit here and tell my age or anything. But, um you know, from your standpoint as an, a Nigerian American man, young man that's living right now mm-hmm. within this time where mm-hmm. our, our young men and, you know, and I, this, this, this hits home because I have, I'm raising two sons. Um, yep. and your fam, like God, and it's like literally, I call my brother all the time to make sure you know to I text him whatever to call him and be like, dude, where are you? You good? Yep. And I mean, he's in New York and I'm in Maryland, but you know we have to check on our own because it's a different world right now, and it's um, it's scary because we're going through two different huge, um, you know, huge things that's taking place in the world right now. We're dealing with a pandemic. It's still here, y'all. Corona is still, 
the Rona is still out there in them streets, okay? Um, mm-hmm. It's out there, but now we are in a situation where we are protesting. Folks are, some folks are rioting, some folks are looting, but it's all to address the injustices that have been taking place against African-Americans in this country. And had, it's been going on over time. Folks, don't let these new videos fool you. They've been killing. I mean, it's, it, listen, I grew up um, knowing about um, uh, Abby Luima, Amadou Diallo, um, Rodney King, and that was taking place, and I was little, and that, and that was taking place in the early 90s, you know, where some videos were taken. You know, there was one video that was taken of the, the Rodney King beating, and then you had, um, there were how many shots was it 60 or four how many did um amadou diallo get gosh i forget wait exactly way 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 too many for somebody who was unarmed um for somebody who was totally innocent they were in the doorway of their own home this has been happening everybody like now we're seeing it more because we got phones that can record people immediately however it's not new but the rates now that it's happening is staggering. And for me, and I, you know, and I don't know about you, Maya, but this is also a public health concern. When you start, yeah. when lives start to be taken for reasons that they shouldn't be taken, when lives are taken innocently, I don't care what you've done, what your, um, you know, what your issue was or what your charge was. Nobody deserves to die the way that these people died and it is and this too should also be a public because it is about the public and it is the health of our people the lives of our of, of our people the well-being of the people around them it's a public health concern yep. to me um so we've got two yep. huge issues that are merged together right now and i want to hear you know through your lens as a young person, as a public health professional, as an African-American man, what are you seeing? What are you feeling seeing all of this right now and how it's coming and, and, and how it's all kind of rolling in together? Because, you know, just like how, um, you know, I said earlier pre-gaming with you that people are frustrated. People were frustrated already. We're sitting in, a, in quarantine, can't go anywhere, can't do anything. People are furloughed, losing jobs trying to find ma- ways to make that make ends meet and then you kill our brethren and then it's like yep. you know it, it and so the the emotional and mental stress that that's also going to put on people like added onto what they were already dealing with um and now you're seeing all this anger all this rage that's going on right now and it's a scary time, but it's an important time because we are addressing two very major issues that are meshing together. How do you see, what do you see? Like through your lens, walk me through what you're thinking, what you're, what you're feeling as a young man, a young African-American public health professional right now. Yeah, so, I mean, I was already mad, right? I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I already know, know that. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's be honest, I was already mad and, and yeah, COVID got me even more angry, but I was, you know, in terms of injustices that um, were happening, we, we see them, we've seen them forever. This is nothing new, like you said. So I was already mad at that. Um, 
you know, doing the work I do. Now you have COVID, but I know it's disproportionately affecting, um, you know, black communities. So that people are dying literally um, at, the, at higher rates, which is ridiculous. Right. And then, um, you know, people are out of jobs um, at higher rates. Uh, black unemployment has been steady like two times more than the white unemployment per year. So. Um, but, you know, people but, but you know what folks ain't saying that folks are sitting here talking about some everybody's employed and everybody's all good I don't know I don't know who they speak to but anyway carry on no me either I have no idea who they're talking to but they need to check the numbers out and I'll give them to them <laughs> so, <laughs> right um, I'm saying so um, you know there's a lot going on already and then COVID has exacerbated a lot of that already so um, it, what I what I call it is like it's been like a perfect storm in sorts. So you have already people mad at injustices to begin um, with. You have people mad at COVID and how it's disproportionately affecting them. Um, and then people are seeing multiple um, black black men and women get murdered. Um, there's videos of them just getting murdered, and it just all hit people. And you know, people took to the streets. I even went out myself and. Um, what I'm seeing is um, a lot of solidarity. Uh, you know, people are out there, they're together. Um, I'm worried uh, health professional rate uh, with COVID uh, being out there, knowing that it's going to kill more um, black people just because of the social conditions. Where right. nothing biological, just the condition, social conditions that we're in. Right. So I'm worried about that, but at the same time, I'm happy because I see people out there in the streets. I see people now making um confronting their jobs confronting other people about things actually talking about it not hiding behind ignorance so i see a lot of energy behind it i see it with my friends people that um, might not have been as involved in this type of stuff getting really interested um in, in doing this work um and and it is personal for a lot of people yes um, you know yes. as a black man like you know i've had times where i've been approached by the police and obviously um, if you understand what, what we're scared about, we, we fear for our life sometimes. You know, I wouldn't even say sometimes. Most of the most time, times. I fear for my life from one of these officers. Um, and, that's, know, and, and that's, like, and that's crazy. That's crazy because yeah. you're not supposed to feel that way. You shouldn't feel that way. No, no, absolutely not. And, you know, more than fear comes when you know someone personally that has been killed in the hands of which my group of friends know, you know, we had a friend pass away. Um, you know, unfortunately, um, another problem is police officers sometimes handle um, social calls, like mental health crises um, and things like that. And that's what happened. And, uh, you know, a group of officers came. Um, our friend was, um, um, you know, held, held by police and handcuffed. He said he couldn't breathe just like this situation right here. And, um, you know, for five minutes or so, he said he couldn't breathe. No one paid attention to him and he died. Uh, <sighs> so it's personal. It's personal for a lot of people. Um, and people are really showing their pain. And, and um, what I'm seeing is a lot of solidarity, I hope. But I just need people to apply pressure and keep the, uh, the pressure steady. That's what I'm looking for for people. And to um, obviously take the uh, proper precautions because like you said, COVID is still out there. Right. Right, right, right. Well, you know what? I, I, I'll go ahead and um, because I know for a fact if I continue to talk, we're gonna be on here talking for a whole other hour because 
we could go in, especially about the current state of affairs. But um, I do want to, you know, do want to use this platform to to say that um, Black lives will forever matter. They have always mattered, regardless of how we have been um, treated and um, disproportionately um, affected and um, you know with all the inequalities in the world that have been going on we're still here we are strong we are re- we are the most resilient group of people you'll ever know and um, everybody's gonna get through this you know between the pandemic and you know everything that's going on right now with the injustices we're going to get through it we have to do it safely we have to do it intelligently and we have to just like Mayawa said, in solidarity. And so on that note, uh, Mayawa, please let people know how they can follow you, keep in touch with you, um, you know, so that we can, um, you know, continue to see all this wonderful stuff that you're putting out and, um, you know, just follow a very promising um, public health professional who's, you know, who's, who's, who's definitely doing exactly what he's supposed to do for his folks. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, so, um, you can follow me on LinkedIn, M-A-Y-O-W-A-S-A-N-U-S-I. Um, you can also follow me at Medium by searching my name. Um, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and my handle is Black, um, B-L-A-C-K underscore N-I-Z-Z underscore gold, G-O-L-D. Show is black, most certainly is gold. And on that note, everybody, class is now over. I will talk to y'all the next time. Bye.